Oh, real quick before we get into anything, any do you do you meditate ever? Um, not like actively. I have moments where I like I probably do some sort of version of it in the shower. Like I take unnecessarily long showers and just ponder like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I know I feel like with meditation you're supposed to like sit there and just let the like thoughts happen to you and stuff. I don't know if I do that. Well, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting uh impression that everybody seems to have of meditation. Right. Like it's right. a very Americanized version of what meditation is. Not like I don't want to sound like uh a, a person like I'm, I'm not a master of meditation by yeah any yeah means, but i do know that it's not that really okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's like until very recently i thought it was that as well mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know like what like how would you what would your quick definition of meditation be well i don't think that there's like a right way and a wrong way to do it so i think that like maybe there, there are some forms of it where you do sit in like let thoughts come and go and you don't try to control what your mind's doing. But I do think that like what Andy's saying, like there's like walking meditation or you can be in your shower. Like anytime that you like slow down, you focus inward on your breathing and, um, mm. you know, like let, let yourself, you know, I, I, f- I feel like it's a lot of focus. Like on breathing. zoning out is a form of meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're driving and you're like, Oh shit, how did I like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're deeply meditating. Yeah, you're right. oh, I meditated right into a family of four the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My insurance is so high because of my meditation. <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely um, partake in many sessions of deep pondering where I will be like actively doing stuff around the house. But I'm like all up here. Like I'm going yeah. through the motions down there, but I'm like all up here and, and doing shit like that. I okay. know. Yeah. Okay. So we've been we've been starting with like a quick breathing meditation that we do. It's just a, a couple in and out breaths. Sick. And uh, do you, would you want to partake real quick? I would love to. Okay. So Ansley, Ansley has this technique. It's, it's the box technique. Yes. Pause. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, and you can explain it. So you just, you breathe in, you think of like four sides of a box. So I like to kind of focus on the box when I'm doing it. So you breathe in for four seconds and then you hold it for four seconds. Then you breathe out for four seconds and then you hold it for four seconds. Oh, that's cool. All right. You want to, you want to guide us in this uh, breath? So in in the nose, out the mouth? Yes. In the nose, out the mouth. So you breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. And we're ready. Nice. Damn, I got some tiny ass lungs. My in breath is done by two <laughs> and I'm just like pretending to breathe in I'm just like lifting my head for two seconds <laughs> yeah, just still breathing. I'm like okay I'm breathing let, try, yeah, let me open them up <laughs> <laughs> alright now we're ready to start we did it we're back again yes now we're back after that deep breath we're back we're in feeling it. good let's go and today we have a repeat guest mm-hmm None other than the Andy Malfarena. Hey, thanks for having me. Dude. I, I'm excited. I, I I don't know if I told you, but like the last time I was here, it like did something. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even yeah, I was like, damn. I remember driving home. I don't I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was just like 
damn, they they took something off of my shoulders <laughs> for me, <laughs> and I feel I feel lighter. Hell yeah, yeah. This podcast is sick, so I'm hyped. That's what's up. Yes, that's what's up. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So repeat the, the repeat guests get different questions. Sick, and uh, you know everybody of course gets the same questions. And once again, the whole entire the whole entire premise of this podcast, if you're new, if you're new to the shock or pop and experience. <laughs> We're just trying to prove that uh, anybody can uh, potentially reach enlightenment, no matter what their character, personality, sense of humor is. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to be the best people we can. We're just trying to be the best us we can be. You know, we we know that we might not figure out all the answers. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to figure out as many of our own answers as possible. And that's just about it. I think that's the key, dude. Trying to figure if you try to figure out all the answers, you'll go crazy. Yeah, because you can't, and then you. I, that's what I've been like trying to do. Is being like, because I tried to figure out all the answers, and then I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Mm-mm. So I think you got to figure out your answers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's our people. Our people are just trying to figure out their answers. Yes, because I think if everyone figures out their answers, then we we can chill way harder. Yeah, as a society, so much harder. <laughs> like so much harder. <laughs> Don't try to figure out my answers. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, my answers for you are wrong for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even always right for me. Right. <laughs> There's no way they're right for you. Yes. And your right? answers are not right for me. No, not at all. Not at all. So uh, if you remember the process, we start off with a little icebreaker question, and then we get into popping open the chakras. Uh, Ace, let's get it. So, Andy, what's the best advice that you have ever given someone? Uh, what's the best advice you ever given someone? Um, don't go to college unless you need a certification. <laughs> Okay. Like it's unless it's unless it's a certification you absolutely need. You don't you don't necessarily need to go to college. It's turning into a scam at this point. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you who have you given this advice to that has taken it? Uh, I don't, the eight people that listen to my solo podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Drag the Lake, right? No, uh, no more heroes. Drag the Lake is where I talk about music. Oh, okay. So no more heroes. No more heroes. Yeah, that's just me trying to be like, I could be Bill Burr. I could do a, an hour by myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it helps though, actually, with because I'm really bad at like sitting down and writing jokes mm-hmm. and just talking by myself for an hour a week. It really helps with that. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. I just hope more people watch the YouTube so it's less embarrassing to the public. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, do you do you do you did you go to college? Did I go to college? Yeah. Yeah. What did you get a degree in? Uh, electronic media, which is basically communications. Okay. So I kind of, like with the podcasting, I kind of do a lot of the stuff. Yeah. I don't know. College is a weird one for me, though, because like, it's like cosmically, it was a good reason to do college, but I don't use a whole lot of what I learned from college in life. Yeah. Because like, if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have, if I didn't go specifically to Kutztown University, I wouldn't have started going to the open mics I started going to, and I wouldn't have met, like, Nate and LaMare that I do Pennies in the Mouth with. Yeah. And, like, I was just joking with someone about this, like... Pennies in the Mouth, by the way, is a podcast. It is a podcast. <laughs> not something yeah. weird that Andy does. They're not young Senate staffers, <laughs> by any <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like I was I, I hate to compliment LaMare publicly, but I was just talking to someone about this. Like, it's just so funny being friends with LaMare because it's like 
I've known him for over a decade, and the more you learn about him, the more you don't know about him. He's mm-hmm. just like he he's like the most unique person, and like all, I'm not trying to leave Nate out. Nate's also his unique version of insane. But yeah. I just like so like with meeting Nate and Lemare, meeting my wife, it like specifically has to do with the fact that I went to college in that area. Mm-hmm. So on a cosmic, oh, and also I had a I had one teacher that gave me like really good life advice that was just like don't stop being curious. Mm-hmm. And like I've I've held on to that forever, but besides that, I regret going to college. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like anything else I got from there. It'd <laughs> be funny if you're like your your teacher, your professor, like, hey, don't ever stop being curious. You're like, what do you mean by like? Not the time, Andy. <laughs> not the time. He's like, do it later, not <laughs> yeah. now. I have to go to lunch. Yeah, but no, nah, it was like there was something about. Cause he was a prof- he was my jazz. Uh, I played the drums, mm. and I was in the jazz band all throughout college. And he was like the jazz director, and I just thought he was cool. Like he was like because he was always into jazz, and but he was also like not a snobby jazz fan. Yeah, like he was a chill dude. He wasn't up his own ass about it, and he would always like drop some knowledge on us. So I always so I it, like hearing it from him stuck with me more than if he just heard it on like a fucking TV show or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you agree with me uh, if I said that Lemaire is an enigma? Emphasis on the nig. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I say Would I say it that exact way? <laughs> yes. Yes. Word for word. Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> would you also agree? <laughs> We're off to a popping start. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pop off, but, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's 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 decent advice. I like that advice, especially yeah. in this day and age. If you don't need a certification for something, there really is no reason to go to college. But it is kind of like a, a socially eye-opening experience. I don't know if it's the same now. But you could also get a job at like a, a bar, and you know what I mean. And that's just also get, true. You could get just as drunk and fuck almost as many people. Yeah, you can <laughs> definitely have as many sexual yeah. harassment charges. Hundred percent. Yeah. Be a cook in a chain restaurant, and you can do the same amount of drugs and fuck the same amount of people. Yeah, you'll learn the life lessons there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, well put. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> chain. Re- I did it. Chain restaurant cook is a super fun job in your early twenties. Mm. Yeah, super fun. You don't have to go to work till like three p.m. Like there might be a there's usually a bar at your restaurant. Mm-hmm. The bartender doesn't give a fuck. You'll be it's like it's actually a crazy fun job in your early twenties. Yeah, what chain restaurant did you work at? Um, it was called. <laughs> I used to do a joke about it, but uh, if this sounds like a bit, that's why it was called Boston's Gourmet Pizza. Okay. And when I did the joke, I'd say because you know how they're known for that. It never <laughs> like it never made yeah. sense to me. Like who goes to Boston it was like. Let's try the pizza. It's like, <laughs> no, you go to Boston and you say the N word. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it was one of those chains that's like a chain, but they don't have that many locations. But it was like a step or two above an Applebee's. Because an okay. Applebee's is all, Applebee's is like all microwaves. Mm. We we put, we cook some stuff in the oven. Gotcha. Yeah, that was our difference yeah that was their slogan actually <laughs> yeah we could cook some stuff <laughs> it's hard to microwave a pizza yeah yeah well i mean in boston they can do it yeah in america they, they, they figure guess, it out most pizzas are eaten okay. yeah <laughs> yeah uh so that was that was thank you thank you for that thank you and now we're gonna hop into popping open these chakras and like i said you're getting different questions this time Sick. we're gonna go a little bit deeper than we did last time well i don't know if it's necessarily deeper but it's uh we we call it that yeah, <laughs> that's how that's how we're branding it. 
So, um, Ansley, take it away. All right, we'll start with the root, root chakra again. Do you need to give Andy his warning? His uh, No, he already consented in the first consent? episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the root chakra, as everybody knows, is located in and around the butthole. Sick. But he consented on the first episode, and that's indefinite. Okay, oh, okay. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Andy, what's your... So if I see him on the street, I can get in that butt. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> so Andy, what's your... <laughs> he just grabbed my waist and showed me a waiver. You agreed to this. Yeah. You agreed to yeah, this, Andy. Cool. Come help me get in his butt. Ah, <laughs> Oh, Bring a shoehorn. Oh. <laughs> All right, Andy, what's your favorite bullshit? What's my favorite bullshit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I'm wondering. I'm really, in, I'm really into the CIA right now. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a good answer because that's just like I really get into because I really like to know what's real mm-hmm. and like. You kind of can't know what's actually going on without at least knowing what, like, the CIA does. Mm. Yeah. Because with all this shit, like, there's this one um, there's this one called Operation Gladio where they basically get these, like, sleeper cells and they, they uh, put them in different countries. And they're just like, yo, hang out till we need you to fuck things up. <laughs> so, like, if there's – so, like, if they see um, – I forget specifics of it, but it's like, you know, if they need to cause uh, like a riot mm-hmm. to, to basically put across a certain perception, they'll get people to do that and shit like that. And then it's like every time, <laughs> like every time a mass shooting happens, well, this is also the FBI, but like every time a mass shooting happens, just wait a couple days and you'll find out that they were on the FBI's radar. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that just makes you... This just makes you look at every situation completely different. Like most, like whenever, like, like if you look at like, I was reading a thing about Gaddafi and okay. that, that was just cause, um, wait, yeah. Gaddafi, he like, wasn't, he was trying to go off like, a, I believe it was like a different financial standard. And then yeah. the U S was like, well, we can't have you not in this system. So they implemented a lot of unrest in the country and it ended up having Gaddafi sodomized with a knife <laughs> or oh, with a bayonet yeah. or some shit. Whoa, yeah. Boy. I remember yeah. that one. That was pretty, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Just, cause, cause the U S is like the policemen of the world. And if you try to, if you try to double Dutch out of that, they're like, nah, you're getting murked, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they were just trying to pop his chakra. But yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his shot. Yeah, what's located? <laughs> but I, but the reason it's like my favorite kind of bullshit is I realize this because I there's a part of me that would like unironically love to be in the CIA. Yeah, because I'm like I was, I was I got this book called uh, I forget what it was called actually, but it was about how they would run the missions to go covertly behind enemy lines to meet up with these like militia groups to help over to help them overthrow the government. Yeah. And they're like talking about doing halo drops and like running. You know what that is where you like you, you go to like you go a certain like altitude. Yeah, certain altitudes yeah. so like the radar can't detect them. It's like low altitude parachute. Yeah, 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 and then you do like uh you do you parachute in but you go way lower. So, mm-hmm. but you parachute super low to not get detected. And then you basically have to embed your, you, they like would get embedded with these different. You have to repair your ACLs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah after you shatter both <laughs> kneecaps. <laughs> and then they'd embed themselves with these different like fucking, uh, rev- like these different militia groups and shit in all these countries and just like help them fuck shit up. Yeah. And I'm just like. 
And it's always, every time you see like a dude in the CIA who's the evilest motherfucker, it's always a guy. Like, do you remember the movie uh, Falling Down? I forget the yeah. guy. But he, yeah, Kirk he, Douglas. Yeah, you remember how he was dressed with the tucked in shirt and the short sleeves button down? Yeah. And like big horn room glasses. It's always a nerdy looking guy like that. If you see a dude like Kurt Douglas in Falling Down, he's done the most evil shit you could have ever imagined. Because <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. That stuff, that stuff fascinates me because I'm always like, I just get intrigued with what the truth is because I heard someone a while ago said there's like, wait, I forget what the term was, but he's like, there's no like determinate truth. Like everyone has their own truth. And I go, no, there has to be some solid truth and reality to every situation. Yeah. It's just the difference of like some of us are colorblind, some of us aren't, mm -hmm. but like one of them is right. So I always got intrigued with that. And then I started to realize like, well, if you don't, know about all the goofing off that the CIA and the FBI does. You don't actually know what's going on. You're just not to be fucking Andrew Tate or nothing. Cause that guy sucks ass, but yeah. you, you know, you're just like locked into like a matrix or some shit like that. Yeah. You're just like, and that's why I don't know. That's why I like go, I get why people believe simulation theory. Cause like you kind of are in one. Yeah. If you just like, like, I don't know if you just like went along with everything the government said about COVID you know what I mean? I'm not saying it was like completely fake or whatever, but if you went along with every, like something as simple as like, like why did, why do we have to say uh, stay six feet apart? Yeah. If you go back and look, the government was like, cause that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When but they're like you, closing national parks, yeah. they're like, you can't go hiking in yeah. the woods. Like why? Or, or they were dumping sand in skate parks and yeah. you found <laughs> out that like, if you were outside, you had to basically be tongue kissing someone to get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I'm just saying like, if you go along with what the government says a hundred percent, you're just living in a fantasy land. Now I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's all lizards and pedophiles and satanic demons and shit. It's some, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a few at least. Yeah, it's a non-zero amount. <laughs> yeah. I just get, I get super, I get super intrigued by like that. Like, Government lies get me going. That's the okay. bullshit I get really intrigued with. So if if you were in the CIA, yeah, right, I said the right. <laughs> <laughs> you got the right letter. It was like too much of a C pause between. Uh, a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if so, if you were in the CIA, how, how would what type of uh, wardrobe CIA guy would you be? Oh, I definitely have like a big vest with a shit ton of pockets. Okay, <laughs> and then like I'd probably look like um, what's his name, Dan Connor from Roseanne. Yeah, with like a ba like a baseball cap, big vest with a lot of pockets, like a fishing vest. Yeah, some shit like that. Okay, that definitely had some weird shit in it. And I was like the guy that showed up when they're like we can't figure it out, and I showed up and I just be like, oh shit, he's here. Did you have like, <laughs> sunglasses that were either like yellow or blue? Like yeah. they were like that. Tint. Like I'm yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah the know? blue yeah the blue fucking aviator. no 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 the yellow aviator okay. yeah yeah one hundred percent I see I the guy I see him I see too the guy. yep I feel like yeah because there's the the guy that you described uh, the Kurt Douglas and falling down the black tie the white shirt tucked in yeah. Uh, there's the guy you just described with the, the fishing vest. Yeah. You know, and then there's the guy that for some reason is in like a South American jungle wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always at the bar just yeah, like what chilling. Is, what is that guy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so all right. I like that. I like that. 
That's mm-hmm. a chakra pot. The the Hawaiian shirt guy can always speak the language too. He does always speak the language, and he's <coughs> always he's always drunk. As and well. he talks yeah. about leaving, but eventually he realizes he he, he marries a local girl and lives yep. there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. And you can't really tell if he is still in the CIA or not in the CIA anymore. <laughs> like, are you still part of this? You just have connection. Yeah. He made a connection with the local people, and he knows when he leaves, they'll get fucked up. So to save them and his new love, he stays there and becomes one with the local people. He's a CIA agent with a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's your Hawaiian shirt, man. Yeah, I'm Hawaiian shirt. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to learn a new language, but yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it if I have to. But yeah, chakra pop, man. That was fun. Sick. Yes. That was fun. Ace, keep moving. All right, we're to the sacral chakra. Uh, Andy, when or why have you felt the most lost? All right, so we just got done doing Andy's Patreon episode. And boy, was it worth every second. Every camera. Every camera. It was worth every (laughs) camera we had to go through to get it done. Yeah, but uh, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to this podcast that you're watching right now, which we call Chakra Poppers After Dark, but it also has some fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches. There's one up there right now called Crazy Cat Lady, where Ansley has her most controversial jujitsu match she's ever had. And also, check out Andy's podcast. You got Panties in the Mouth. You got Drag the Lake. What? You got No More Heroes. What? This guy is a buffet of content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, did you have fun today? I had so much fun. Yeah, thank you. He almost lives here now. He's here yes. for so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and we really appreciate you coming in and, and doing this and bearing with all the technical difficulties you had to bear I appreciate with. you having me here. But I, every time I do this, I leave a better person. Hell yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. And now we're going to get back to this episode and find out when and why Andy felt the most lost. Ooh. Um... When or why have I felt the most lost? Um, I was kind of lost like a year, like a couple months ago. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I think I was trying to, I was just getting disheartened with comedy and stuff like that. I was like, I don't know. I was trying to, I was getting like real deep on like my purpose in life. Because mm. like for a while... I spent a lot of my life just like wanting to chill. And then when I like just wanted to chill and kind of take, I, f- I always felt like I was taking from the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to my thirties, I just, di- I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I didn't feel like I was like providing anything or something like that. And then it's just like, I associated that all with like stand up comedy and shit. Cause that's all I had been doing. Yeah. And it made me not like stand up comedy. Mm. So I stopped, I stopped like, like I, I kept doing the pot, like panties obviously and shit like that. But I like stopped it's doing a podcast, not a wardrobe it's a choice. Podcast. Yeah. I, get, I was like, <laughs> that's what gave me purpose. I started wearing panties. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a beautiful woman. <laughs> I just realized this, but no, it was just like, so you, did you feel like you were taking in comedy? No, I just like the reason I the reason I wanted to do the reason I wanted to do comedy initially is because I was like I just want people to tell me I'm awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want the people like tell me I'm sick and I wanted attention and I want people to like because I would always think about I would always think about like showing up to the showing up to the club and like having people go like hey shit Andy's here and stuff like that. Yeah, like but a I cheers wouldn't, moment. What? Like cheers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk into the club and they're all like Andy, <laughs> and I wasn't, and I would be like, 
I got like good at stand up, but I, I started to be too obsessed with the actual like just getting attention. Mm-hmm. And then it, I realized I'm like, oh, you gotta like work on yourself because you can't just you can't just like expect the world to like fill that hole in your heart. You gotta like do it. So I, I was like. I was like working on that, and then I like comedy. I just associated comedy with like ne- like being selfish, so okay. I didn't I didn't like it for a mm. while. Yeah, because I was like, that's where I'm a bad person. Because mm. I'd like go to things, and I'd you know you do that like corny shit where you're aware of who the like more influential, and you don't you don't just like be a person. Yeah, you be, you go into like I'm in a network so fucking hard tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't like go and be a person. And I was just like, so it just made me not like comedy because it. I was like, oh, when I go do comedy, I'm a piece of shit. And then I just was like, well, how do I stop relying on everyone else to like <laughs> fill me up? <laughs> Pause. Pause. Like I'm in the fucking set it. <laughs> but no. So I was like, I just becoming. Um, I just was like figuring out how to be a person because like from day one, I was just like. I would listen to podcasts and radio shows and I was like, that's be- that's so sick. I want to just do that. So I would all, and I'd like, I'd always just think about like, I'm going to be on a podcast and I'm going to be on, st-. but then I'm like, you have to like be a person. Yeah. And I was like, so I like been focusing for a while about, uh, being, just being a normal person. And I've like recently, like I've always liked comedy in the vague sense, mm-hmm. but I've like in the past couple months genuinely been like I fucking love stand up again. Okay. So yeah, for a while like I felt this I felt this emptiness in comedy because I just associated it with all these like bad uh, characteristics of myself. Okay. Because I start I I think I started comedy for selfish reasons. Yeah. So are you a person again? I am a human being again. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so what, if you don't mind me asking, what does that mean to you compared to, well, I guess we, we already had the, uh, the, 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 the other side of that, but now what does Andy being a person mean? I think Andy being a person is like, if comedy went away, if no one was there to like fucking reply to my Twitter or comment on my podcast or anything like that, there was no audience. Like if I was just me chilling on the couch, like with my wife, it's like, I know who I am without, mm-hmm. without outside validation. I'm like, I know who I am. Yeah. And I know the guy, I don't need, I don't need people to, cause that was a big thing of mine is I would like have an emotion or have a feeling. And if it didn't get validated by other people, I'd like feel like a dickhead. And it's like, you know, obviously when you're doing stand up, you need the crowd to laugh. Yeah. But you can't just carry that over everywhere in life. Yeah. Cause then you just become a people pleaser and then you get fucking resentful because if you become a people pleaser, you, you inadvertently let people walk all over you and okay. then you start, and then you start getting resentful because you'll be like, ha yeah, totally. I'm accommodating. Then when you're driving home in the car, you're screaming like that. You're a fucking pussy. Yeah. Cause you let people walk all over you, which is a form of meditation. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I breathe in. I breathe out. And when I breathe out, I scream, you fucking fat. <laughs> uh, all right, well, thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I felt like that was a very uh, vulnerable answer. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a sacral chakra popped. Yes. Ace, keep it moving. We're to the solar plexus. So, Andy, tell, tell us about a time when you let somebody have it. 
Um, one time I was on the floor of the Senate. Sorry, I'm just gonna go back to the. <laughs> just gonna go back to the Senate as many times as I can. <laughs> and I was recording video for my OnlyFans. <laughs> and um, when I let somebody have it, um, it's a good question. I know. Um, I know. I would. Oh my! There, there'd be times where like. Cause I've like I I uh, I've been working hard on it, but I have like anger problems. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, it all ties in with like, you know, being a a former people pleaser and shit like that, and then you get super resentful. It's the pressure cooker. You yeah, build, it builds up. Yeah. yeah, and then like I grew up, I grew up listening. You know, when your whole identity is like, who am I in the context of podcasting and comedy or whatever? And I grow up listening to like a shitload of Opie and Anthony. Mm-hmm. And then also mix that with my, I grew up with my dad and my brother. I love them to death, but they're super passive aggressive. Okay. So I find that to be the most annoying shit ever. But you can't also be the polar opposite, which is screaming. <laughs> aggressive, aggressive? Yeah. <laughs> uh aggressive. <laughs> but no, it's like, you also just can't be a person that screams exactly how you feel at about someone to their face yeah. over very little things. Mm. It's that thing where you're like, but I'm right. It's like, yeah, but you, this is not a 10. You yeah, might be yeah, right, yeah. but this isn't a 10. So yeah, I've, had, I've actually had many times... There was one super embarrassing time at work where I was like screaming at my coworker, like calling him the dumbest motherfucker I ever met. Mm. And then, and it was off something little because I was unloading this shit called Mirify. It's like these long black rolls that they use for laying cement or something. I forget exactly what part of it they use it for. Mm-hmm. But like they, they sell them in 12 foot and 16 foot rolls. And he kept telling me, he's like, I was like unloading the 16 foot onto the 12 foot and he kept telling me they weren't, um, he's like, wait, what did I say? He's like, Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, those are 16 foot. They're not 12 foot. And I was just like, don't fucking tell me how to, don't fucking tell me how to do my job. I'm better on the forklift than you, you dumb fuck. It, it, yeah. it got that quick because in my head, <laughs> I was like, you're wrong and you know you're wrong and you're just choosing to be a motherfucker to me right now. And like you're, so like I just, I just got myself riled up and I'm screaming at him. I'm like, are you the dumbest motherfucker I've ever met, like has ever been on this fucking job site, blah, blah, blah. And then I look over and I go, He's right. Those are 16 foot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I apologized profusely to him. And I felt like I was actually telling the story. I feel embarrassed. Again. <laughs> actually, you know, no, he did enough things back to me that it balanced out. He almost killed me one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He um, he was putting shit away. And then uh, I, he was putting shit away up top. And then I was on the other side of that racking. Yeah. And he just started pushing it too far. And then it landed about four feet away from me. Ooh. Well, this is why you know you're better on the forklift than him. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Because I was I was gonna ask, uh, what what are your what were your forklift skills compared to his? Like what made you think you were better? Like were you like uh, I you just, whipping the forklift? Were you did you uh ghost ride the forklift? Like what 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 kind of did I you could, have any forklift tricks? I could ghost ride the forklift. I've never actually tried forklift too many forklift tricks, but I genuinely like I'm pretty good at the forklift. Okay. I unload <laughs> like I unload like twenty trucks a day and I constantly will get old old men telling me how fast I am. Oh um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty I'm pretty decent at the forklift and yeah, I just get but no, it's just I used to have this thing where if I was like convinced 
in my head that I was right. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's the gloves are off. Yeah. Because it's like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you disagree with me? I'm right. Yeah. (laughs) So now I can verbally abuse you. (laughs) Like if he was if he was wrong in that situation, like you wouldn't have apologized. You would have been like, yeah, well, he he had it coming. Well, I would put a thousand disclaimers on why I overreacted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, you're right. But let me also put a million disclaimers on why I did that. Yeah. No, it was just, I felt like it would be like if someone, not necessarily if someone was wrong, but if like someone's wrong and then is like cunty about it, mm. yeah. that drives me crazy. Yeah. So like I would then be like, oh, you have now stepped into being a bad person. Mm-hmm. So I will now treat you like a bad person. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, so for you, you're wrong, but let me explain to you why my wrong was actually kind of technically right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And then also, too, I just have this, I don't know, I just have this urge to fucking, if I have the ability to right a wrong, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, that's how I get, that's how I get in my head. So, like, I feel this, I've been a lot better in the past, like, year or two about, like, just letting things go. Like, I literally, um, the fuck? Like when we were doing Drag the Lake today, we were arguing over if Taylor Swift is mid or cute. And then like my co-host Pat kept saying she was like not cute at all. And then I was just like, you're choosing to have that opinion because that's like a popular opinion. (laughs) That's how opinions work. (laughs) But no, it's like, it's not a, it it didn't felt like a homegrown opinion. It felt like a, it felt like a, this is open source opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He open sourced that opinion and got it. But no, I would have argued with him about that for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I just said, all right, I'm not gonna argue about this. We're moving on, and then we kept it going. So I'm like, good with. I'm You're still I'm, thinking about it, though. It's yeah. still on my mind. It's been <laughs> it's been turning my whole day into hell. Yeah. No. <laughs> to be fair, he was wrong. Yeah, she's cute. She's cute. She's not like. If she was just a normal chick, you're not gonna be like, oh my fucking god. But I hate these dudes who are like, she's not attractive at all. It's like, guys, stop. Yeah, well, we're kind of a we're kind of a Swifty household, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. Swifties. We're we're big fans. Of yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I don't know any of her music because I was like, I was yeah. trying to break down why like in like pop music now, if you look at uh, like Taylor Swift and um, um, Billie Eilish, because mm-hmm. basically, if you want in pop music, if you want to make a shit ton of money, you have to appeal to young girls, mm-hmm. and Billie Eilish and uh, Taylor Swift are the two perfect girls for young girls mm-hmm. because. They're pretty, but they're also like relatable. Mm-hmm. So tail so Billy Eilish is real hot. She's got sick cans, but she's also like had the whole like like she's not as tiny as every pop star, so she can be like body positive or whatever. Wow. Which, but she's just like she's not fat. She's just not a, a real thin. And yeah. then Taylor Swift's cute, but she also looks like a nice like an average church girl or something yeah. like that. So like when young girls see that. They're like, they can relate to it, but also she's pretty. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all of that. Yes. I don't know much about Billie Eilish's cans, but I agree. They're um, big honking uh, dump trucks or yeah. monster trucks. <laughs> They're good. They're sick. They're really sick. <laughs> awesome. Shocker pops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I pop my shocker every time I see them, dude. Ace, <laughs> <laughs> keep it moving. All right. Uh, we're to the heart chakra. So, Andy, tell us about your biggest heartbreak. Mm, biggest heartbreak. Um, I'm trying to think. Which one would that be? Um, 
Well, I was gonna say I think about I think about my wife leaving me and that would bum me out, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think yeah. me and her are pretty like ride or die. But also too, I don't want to be corny because it's like me and my wife have like a really good relationship. So because there was this, oh yeah, that's right, the girl I lost my virginity to, I was like hung up on her for a while mm-hmm. because we um you know lost the virginity, so that's kind of like a different like both of you did. Yeah, both of us yeah. did. Um, so that's kind of like just a different thing in that. And she was like a really cool girl. And then... Um, By the way, losing your virginity to a girl who's also losing her virginity is kind of gay. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she pegged me in the ass, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we both like lost... It. So that was like... A th- and then when we broke up, it was because she had like a friend who was like talking shit in her ear about me. Mm-hmm. So she like slowly started to be just like a bitch. And I was like, rather than talking about it to be like, yo, your friend's talking shit on me like i just was like all right fuck off and then i like yeah. i broke up and i remember that like stuck with me for a while um that one was like a, but then it's like i remember i was thinking about her for a while but then it's just like after meeting my wife like not even trying to fucking uh suck her dick or nothing but uh my wife's trans uh <laughs> not even trying to like suck her dick or nothing but like my wife's pretty sick so once I like started getting real serious with her, I just did not worry about other chicks after that. So I'm not even like any chick I had like beef with, like I'm good. Like if you guys fucked me in the past and I had beef with you, I'm like super chill with you right now. Yeah. Yeah. He takes all that screaming back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Nice. That's quick and dirty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh yeah. But uh Still so dorky to lose your virginity to a chick that's also losing her virginity. I didn't. I mean, I didn't, I I was just playing the field how it went. That's how it went, dude. Yeah, you got to play the cards you're dealt. I was right? not picky about sex. Like, I I wasn't in a place. I was never like bad. Looking. Yeah, put it anywhere you want. <laughs> I was never a, a smooth operator, so I was never picky about where the pussy came from. Yeah, hey, that's a chakra popped. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a hard chakra pop. You can keep it moving. Yes. So now we're to the throat chakra. So, Andy, will you tell us about a time that you were manipulated or tricked? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. Do I, maybe I'm not aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Well, I really got you. No one's, what are you talking? No one's ever tricked me. <laughs> I've never been tricked. Um, that's a really good question. Um, fuck. When have I been manipulated or tricked? <sighs> I genuinely don't know. That's yeah, a bad answer. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, it's, it's funny that you don't know, <clears throat> considering that you hang out with both Lemare and Nate. Yeah. Uh, you also seem to be really into a music scene. <laughs> you know, where people are constantly, you know, drugging and tricking. Yeah. And you are a comic where people are constantly drugging and tricking. <laughs> a lot of manipulating, a lot of bookers being manipulative. You know, you also have jobs where people can try to take advantage of your time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like really quick to get rid of people mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're like fucking around. Yeah, I definitely if I smell like if I smell someone's like a 
shitty person, I definitely like don't fuck with them that hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, I don't know. So when, when, what about a time where you had to pull away from somebody where you started to sense the fishiness coming on? Oh, yeah. I um, Well, actually, yeah, pretty much all of my... Like all of my college roommates. <laughs> yeah. There was like one dude. Uh, yeah, there was one dude. That that really. The, I think this one actually affected me to this day. It was like a little moment, but it like bugged the hell out of me because he was a real. I thought he was like he, he never became like a super tight friend, mm-hmm. but I just thought he was cool. I just yeah. thought he was like a cool, chill dude. He was fun to drink with. And I remember one time it was like me, my girlfriend, a bunch of my roommates, some of their girlfriends. I like went into the bathroom. And when I went into the bathroom, he like turned to my girlfriend and started being like, yeah, man, he's a fucking loser. He's like fucking fat. And he's like sucks. And th-. he like started saying a bunch mm. of shit like that. Yeah. And then like she told me about that later. And I remember just being like, damn, that bums me the fuck out. And then I would see like some of those other friends, like after one of like one of my roommates broke up with this girl and then I caught the other one like texting that same girl to try to like hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And it was just it's like one of those dudes who's like not a bad looking guy. He's really good at getting pussy. And it's like, why are you going to try to fuck your buddy like your best friend's ex-girlfriend yeah Yeah. you know what i mean you like see shit like that and it just made me like want to pull away from people like that because i and and i think that dude like i don't know because i do have a thing i do have a thing of like sometimes i get worried about people talking shit about me when i leave the room i don't know i think i've like been voluntarily naive about that because it'll like drive me crazy Mm -hmm. i have had times where i'm like I like someone doesn't like me. That's crazy. I'm yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, probably not a great answer, but I think I'm. I might be a little naive to that shit. But yeah. I, you know, I yeah, I was pretty naive to stuff like that. But I think I've been getting a lot better at it. Yeah, I mean, well, that is that is a form of of trickery and ma- manipulation when you have uh, somebody who presents <gasps> as. A, a friend. Oh, okay. And then when you turn your back, he's he's, you know, whispering into your girl's yeah. ear to to get away from you. Yeah, that's like, uh, I mean, that's 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 that is a form. Yeah, it's a form of betrayal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you can't you can't in that moment you can't betray someone unless that person's convinced of you to be something else. Yeah. Like you've, they've considered you a friend and yeah. given you the trust to break. Yeah. Now were there, did you, do you feel like you might've seen signs of that type of behavior from him? Not necessarily happening to you, but like maybe character traits, like especially after it happened. And then when you look back on like, yeah, he was kind of a dick, like maybe to other people. Um. Yeah, probably. He wasn't like the... Yeah, after I got to know him, he kind of just... The more I got to know him better, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just kind of like a fucking dirtball from time to time. I had um, I had instances like that with girlfriends where, like, there was one girlfriend in college where I'd go over to her dorm and I'd, like, I'd be like... Like, we'd go to get lunch or something or, or dinner or whatever, and I'd go over to her dorm, I'd text her, like, I'm outside, and it would take her... It would take her like 15 minutes to come down mm-hmm. like all the time. And it's like, you know, after, like, and I'm just like, I think I'm naive because in my mind, 
I go, like, if I ever wanted to, like, cheat on my girl or fuck another chick, I'd just break up with my girl. Yeah. Because, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, because, like, cheating's, like, the meanest thing. It's, like, so, yeah. I'm not, I don't mean to sound like a little kid about this, but, like, it's just, like, the meanest thing. So, yeah. it's, like, just break up with someone or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'd be, so, I'd just be, like, naive to be, like, oh, she's not, like, fucking around or anything. She's just being a silly girl and taking forever. Yeah. And there was this other, there's this other girl I dated where... She'd constantly like be, I'd be like, all right, what are we going to do tonight? She's like, I'm going to go out by myself. And then I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'd be like, fine, yeah. whatever. Like you need your space. And then I remember one time I was like, you're being weird. Cause she was at a party where all of my friends were at. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> she was at a party where all my friends were at. And then I go to that part. Cause I'm like, well, you're with all my friends. Yeah. I'm going to come. Like, you're being fucking weird. Like, stop being insecure. That's what I thought it was. I was. Like, stop being insecure. I'm chill. I like you. So I go over and then like I'm at the party and she's like still being a little weird. But I'm like, whatever. She's probably drunk in a bad mood. And then when I like I become older and think about it, I remember I go, there was a guy at that party you didn't know. And he's never been at any other party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was the guy she was fucking. Because uh -huh. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I grew up in like the suburbs with like pretty middle of the road parents. Like my parents are like delightfully boring. They're mm -hmm. like, they're nice to talk to, but they're just <laughs> very wholesome, very boring people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I grew up in that environment. So like the first, like the, like probably too late into my 20s, I was a somewhat naive person to a lot of that like manipulative shit. Mm. So, uh, so the, the girl that would take a long time to come downstairs, what type of excuses did she give you for taking so long? I don't know. She's just like, I'm fucking pooping. Stop. I had to get red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping a hairy one. dude. Stop being a fucking homo. <laughs> okay. I mean, what that, that, that yeah. all, that all checked out Yep. from, for someone who, who couldn't think of one, we sure to get a lot. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just sometimes I just need help pushing the wagon, and yeah. then once we're, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how you do it. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. <laughs> it, was like, it was like the usual suspects, like the end of the usual. Yeah. Suspects. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. He was dating a bunch of Kaiser Sose's back yeah. in the day. <laughs> uh, all right. That was a a, a throat, throat chakra pop. Yes. Ace, keep it moving. We're to the third eye. So, Andy, what is your favorite thing to get jealous about? That's wow. That's a great question. Um, what is my favorite thing to get jealous about? Um, I like people who are considered cool. Cause like I've always, I was always obsessed with when I was younger and into my twenties, I was always obsessed with people thinking I was cool Yeah, and shit like that. And then the older I got, I was like, that's really gay. <laughs> like it's, and also it's super exhausting to be cool. Mm -hmm. And like everything I like, it was, it was so funny. It's like, this is why I feel like sometimes, like I'm not like, I don't know if there's like a God, but I always, I always feel like someone's guiding it. Cause like I've consistently been into everything that's not cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a libertarian. 
That's mm-hmm. the gayest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into ska music. <laughs> I do CrossFit. <laughs> I still listen to old Fallout Boy and will die on the hill that it's fucking great. Like I've never been into anything cool. Yeah. But I've all, so I've always been obsessed with that. And then it's like at some point it just because I also been yeah no at some point it just hit me where I was like. Now, I'm not saying it never fucking happens because, you know, you want to, you know, everyone wants to be fucking cool sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it so like. You, you've been cool before? I've had, I've had <laughs> moments. I've had moments. Yeah, I told you. I listened to Ska. <laughs> open your ear. Open your chakra ears. <laughs> no, nah, it's like I've had, I've had like, I've had moments actually with like my niece and nephew mm-hmm. where like, like having a niece and nephew that teaches you like a new I don't know, it just like teaches you a new way to like, oh, I never thought I could love someone this much. And like, they make me way happier than, you know, random fucks who if I wore the right t-shirt, they'd be like, this guy's sick. And then it's like, like, um, oh yeah, like perf- one time my nephew, he was playing rap music, um, which he was, he, dude, he was cracking me up. He was playing Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Okay. Dude, singing every word but censoring himself so perfectly. Like Good no on, one's man. around. It was just me and him. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it, I'm Uncle Andy. You can say every word. I, I won't tell. Yeah, but he knows you have. He's a, he's a great. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I watch panties, Uncle Andy. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he was like censoring every word. I was making me laugh. But I was busting his balls because it's like I don't know how to be genuine with people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was busting his balls about his music taste. And then next time I see him, he comes up to me and um, he immediately shows me his new playlist. And he's like, this is what I've been listening to, Andy. Trying to be like, I'm listening to good rap. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, damn, this kid really gives a fuck what I think about him. And like that made me feel fucking sick. Like way better, you know, way better than any... Like, oh, um, you, you know, <laughs> you bully the child from listening to his favorite song. And you're no. like, yeah, I feel cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I am cool. <laughs> no, but it was. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm a monster. No, but I actually like chilled the fuck out after that because I realized I was like, oh, like I like my opinion matters to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a good feeling. Yeah. So that yeah. that was the good feeling. Yeah, because he definitely, he because de- I'm like, I'm like, I'm more fun uncle. Like me and him have a more brother vibe with each other. Yeah. And like, yeah, he like, I can tell he acts too cool for school around me, but I can tell every time I'm around him, like my opinion of him really matters to him. Hell yeah. So like, that's the sickest feeling ever. Yeah. Do you have, um like when you were coming up, like you know, middle school, high school, was there like a celebrity or like somebody we'd know that you were like, oh, that is a cool person? Or oh. was there like a person or was it just yeah. like a dude in high school that might have been older, older yeah, like than you? The cool archetype. Yeah. Like what's, what was the coolest dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was this one dude who, because I was really into, like I said, I was really into like emo music and like punk music and stuff like that. And there was this one dude, um, yeah, there's this one dude who was in, he was always in like cool bands and stuff. Yeah. And he kind of looked like, I don't know if you remember the band AFI. And they had the, their lead singer was this dude, Davey Havoc. And he had that like, he had that like kind of gay, but still kind of like tough look to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, this dude had a similar vibe. And I always thought, 
Yeah, there was. I you know what? I didn't. I haven't thought about this in forever because there was another guy who had that like quintessential like dude in an emo band look, mm-hmm. and I thought he was sick. And yeah, and I thought this other dude that looked like the guy from AFI was sick. Yeah. You ever try to wear eyeliner? Yeah. A couple <laughs> times. Because I was really obsessed with I was really obsessed with Green Day in high school. Yeah. And so like when uh American Idiot came out, I was uh, I tried it now I tried it about two times. It was like that this is you're still fat. Because um, <laughs> I always respected there was always like I would always try to do like the emo outfits. But I just, I would respect if, like, I'm fat. I don't look good in this. Yeah. So I would just go, and then I would just be sad that I was fat. But I wouldn't still, there'd be some guys that would be, like, these big fucking monsters, and they'd still wear the girl pants and stuff. It's like, dude, you look insane. Mm -hmm. You look like a busted open, um... Um, the, the, the Pillsbury, Pillsbury. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. I had funny. the imagery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the imagery. Hey, but listen, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be funny. It just has to connect sometimes. <laughs> not connected. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, I, I try the, the, the eyeliner always, people get confused and it's like, it did get you pussy. Yeah. It there, did. There was a time. Like, yeah. yeah. That's why if it like, I'll critique outfits, but if it gets you pussy, I'll shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. Does it get you pussy? All right, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you ever emo your hair? Yeah, I'd straighten it all the time. I'd look cool as hell. I, I can't think of a time where where I've seen a redheaded emo hair. Ah. Oh, I don't know. Was that could you think of other ginger emo heads? Did you dye your hair? No, I yeah. wanted. I actually wanted to bleach my hair when Eminem was popular, uh-huh. and the the lady my mom took me to cut. She's like, "You're with if you bleach red hair, it'll." She said, "You'll look like piss." She's <laughs> like, "So she she wouldn't do it for yeah. me." Yeah, it just but, uh, oranges it. Yeah, just, yeah. She said it just would make it look like piss. Okay, but yeah, I would. Um, no, I don't remember. I know uh, the dude from Fall Out Boy had red hair. I think. Yeah, he had red hair. Okay. Um, but he was always kind of he was always kind of chubby, so I never gave a shit about him. It was there's this band called From First to Last, who their lead singer actually became Skrillex. Okay, yeah, that dude was in like one of the biggest emo bands back in the day, and he was because there was this like there was this weird thing where it was like in that emo scene, like chicks loved when you kind of looked like a pussy. Yeah, mm-hmm. where if you would wear like. You'd wear skinny pants with a multicolored belt on and like straighten your hair and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like they kind of liked it. And it yeah. was, it's easy to be a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super easy to be a pussy. It's like you want it so much you become it. <laughs> That's yeah. how you know. I, Dude, was I, like, used- uh, I was I was like like in middle school, like up to middle school, like totally not cool and like i didn't care about it and then like i feel like i discovered it like when i went to high school like oh people can be cool you know yeah and like i liked ska music and stuff for a little bit but it was also like me searching for like what is cool so it was like you know different types of like trying to find a band that i would like oh this is my personality now but i always wanted to like dye my hair black and like dress like that but i never pulled the trigger on it because like i'd like slowly start dyeing my hair darker and darker and people like my friends would be like oh your hair looks so bad and, like i never <laughs> went for it all the way you you can't slowly <laughs> i was gonna go slowly black. transition you can't, and, and that's how she ended up with me by the way yeah <laughs> she's like okay Same I'm, gonna reaction st- from I'm gonna start here <laughs> and then in about a year i'll go blacker <laughs> All right, well, that's a chakra pop. That is a third eye <laughs> chakra pop. 
if if just to clarify for people listening, Andy was always jealous of people that were pulling off the cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. which is a, a great thing yeah. to be jealous about. Yeah. Right? It's fun. Yeah, because I think, think we all think that and like nobody ever really feels, I don't know, maybe people feel like they're cool, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever feels that cool. No. Right? God, no. <laughs> well, that's the dichotomy of it. Yeah. Tra- yeah. Aggressively trying to be cool is the least cool thing to do. It for yeah. sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it for sure is. So yeah. So Ace, keep yeah. it Yeah. So we're to the crown shocker. We did it. We did it again. We did it. So Andy, what makes you feel most connected? What makes me feel most connected? Like to he Batman voiced that. Yeah, <laughs> this city and all the scum in it. <laughs> um, no, it's funny when I was younger because I had like a I, I my dad would always make fun of me because I had the like one time at band camp I had I would talk yeah. like that and I had like a goofy high I still kind of I feel like my voice is kind of high still and I would always actually like when I had a raspy voice because I was like I sound so fucking cool. <laughs> Boy, I'm sorry. What was the question again? What makes you feel most connected? What makes you feel most connected? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this. I know. That's what's fu- that's why it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um actually like it's kinda it feels like kinda hard. I like watching uh documentaries about shit before twenty ten. Hmm. Because I saw I was watching this video. It was actually one of the YouTube channels I like to watch because he'll talk about old bands I used to be into. Shout out to Punk Rock NBA. But he was talking about why bands now don't get as popular as like they did. Like, like back in the day, remember back in the day, there'd be shit that you didn't necessarily pay close attention to, but you still knew about it. Mm-hmm. And like everyone knew about it. Mm-hmm. If you weren't paying close attention, everyone knew about Britney Spears For and sure. like what she was doing. But you don't have that anymore. Yeah. Like you have, you'll have these YouTube, like there's YouTubers with 10 million subscribers that I could not tell you one thing about them. Mm-hmm. And if you say my name, I'll go, who is that? Yeah. It's because like back in the day we used to have like what's called a monoculture, monoculture. Okay. And like we don't have that anymore. And it make, I think that I like, um, I like watching, like I remember, I remembered it when I was, I brought up Britney Spears because when I think Hulu or one of those one of those apps had a like a three or four part Britney Spears documentary, and it like it reminded me of the time when you, like the shit would happen, and then you'd go into school or whatever. Yeah, for me it would be school at the time. Yeah, and like everyone would be talking about the exact same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like or I think the last version of that was uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. Game of Thrones was kind of the last show that like people. People would avoid Twitter until they watched Game of Thrones, yeah, mm-hmm. and shit like that. So I know stuff like that gives me. I guess I don't know if it makes me feel connected because, like, whenever I'm trying to like, I like to try to like be as informed as impo- as possible, and I always feel like I'm behind. You know what I mean? Just I always feel behind. But if I want to feel a sense of connection, um. Yeah, I like watching older documentaries about like pop culture and being reminded of those feelings. Yeah. Oh, you know what another one would be too? What, but, uh, oh, keep, yeah, keep, keep that keep that in your yeah, mind yeah, yeah. for a second. Um cuz I I'm very curious about what was the 2010 cutoff? Like what 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 happened in 2010 that 
took us away from a mon- the monoculture. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's like the exact year, but in that time frame, it was probably just... Wait, I'm trying to remember. Okay, it was probably a little bit later than that for me, at least, just because it was it was around the time it was around the time Facebook opened up to everyone else, and mm. they started. I swear, it was, I think it was Facebook Facebook's fault because if you remember on the on face on the website, it would say, "What are you thinking?" Yes, and I think it instilled this thing in the people of being like. What do you fucking think? Yeah. And so everyone start. I think that started everyone creating their own little world. Mm. And there's a lot of benefits to it. There's a lot of benefits to it. I think like the 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 way I podcast and the like my sense of humor, I wouldn't be able to you know like reach people like that if it wasn't for the internet. Like mm-hmm. I, I would like if this was back in the day, I'd probably have to adjust my act a little bit and stuff like that. For sure. But also at the same time, I feel like you have more opportunity to feel more isolated. Cause mm-hmm. I like little things like I get real deep into my shit. Like I'll be, I love reading about the CIA, but sometimes when I'm in a green room and everyone's talking about the fucking football game, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there being like, do you guys want to op? Do you guys want to talk about, uh, world leaders that got assassinated, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, for real, it's like sometimes I start to realize like I'm left, I, I'll get left out of some of that shit. So it's it's anything in life. There's a benefit. There's a negative. Yeah, and there was a there was a before I interrupted my question. There was there was something you were about to. Uh, oh yeah, there's also cause, so I like listening to hardcore music and um going to the shows and doing like the moshing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And there's just like you like you're always gonna get dickheads. But there's this like just weird sense of like everyone knows the rules. Yeah. And everyone's like locked in. So you're all going like I remember I went to this show recently. I went to I went in uh, Lancaster. I went to go see this band Kublai Khan and like we were all doing the shit. I'm literally like doing the punches. I do a kick and then I see this girl fall over and just instinctually she falls over. I see like three guys coming her direction while they're doing their little dances and just instinctually I turn, block the guy and I pick her up. I kind of grabbed her titty but it was to save her life. I didn't mean to <laughs> but no and so I just like grip her up and pick her up, send her on her way and then I go back to my fucking kicking the air and shit like that and there's like there's just this sense of that like i remember at one point they played this one song that's like their one of their top songs some random dude saw me and we like locked eyes and he like grabbed my fucking shoulder and we fucking sang the song together for like a little bit so yeah that's a big that's a big reason i like going to shows not just to be like a fucking fake tough guy but like there's like a when, when you're because people look at the crowd and go like how the fuck is that fun yeah i go because we're all like we all know what the what's the fucking meme we all understood the assignment yeah we yeah. all know what the shit is and so we're just participants like so everyone's just doing that shit and it's fun too because a lot of times when you're into bands like that you don't meet that many people in real life who are also into those bands so now you're in a room with like hundreds of people into that band so you're like locked into a thing you don't like ever get yeah man i love this fucking podcast i know i do too so crazy different for everybody that we have on here yeah so wild man 
Andy, thank you. That I mean, that was uh, that's a chakra popped. Yes, Martian. I like Martian makes him feel connected. I know. Which is like, I like that explanation of Martian. dude. It was amazing. Yeah. I, it made me want to mosh. It did for a second. <laughs> well, you dude, like, watch out. I might surprise mosh. <laughs> it is just, Are you allowed to surprise mosh, yeah, Andy? Can you shock Andy? mosh. <laughs> <laughs> it just allows you to be free, dude. Yeah. Like I literally, the, they started playing the one song. And I literally was like running from end to end to the pit and I was jumping off people like they were the turnbuckle in a wrestling ring. <laughs> but like no one, everyone was chill. But I mean, there's probably one person mad being like, why'd that fat guy jump into me? Yeah. But like, I don't know. This, don't this. don't stand on the edge of the pit. Yeah. <laughs> no the assignment. A little mosh and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, we did it again. That's a, that's a crown chakra pop. How do you feel, man? I feel great. Yeah, and I, I love coming here. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta start asking people. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, by the way, that's one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast that you're watching right now, which we call two of oh, Shocker Poppers After Dark. Ooh. I almost did it again. Well, because the last time he was on, we were still yes. two Jack Bruce, but now we're Shocker Poppers, and then the, the Patreon is Shocker Poppers After Dark. And also, check out. Uh, what one of three three podcasts? Yeah, that Andy has right now. he has panties in the mouth. He has dragged the lake, and he has no more heroes. So yeah. panties in the mouth. He does what? Uh, Lamare Lee and Nate Marshall. Nate Marshall. Dragged the lake is his music podcast with uh, Pat George. Oh, we just lost. Bow. Yeah, that was perfect. We finished. Yeah. <laughs> we finished. Uh, I didn't. Did you? Did you happen to? Were you able to read what that? I could not read said? that. No. All right. Well. We're in the dark right now. We're still talking. Oh. (laughs) But yeah, and then check out uh, No More Heroes. No More Heroes. And if you enjoyed me on here, you'll like No More Heroes. Hell yeah. You'll like all the pods. Check them all out. All right. Um, Yeah, we love you guys, and we are out. See ya. Yeah.